You know what one of my like least favorite Christian sayings is? Huh? Uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. I get where mm. it's coming from. Yeah. But also we should seek justice. And like, you can't really separate the two. Right? Like, honestly. Yeah. And uh, nobody like, nobody. Yeah. Okay. But nobody makes that like argument. Like when we're talking Hitler, right? Nobody's like Hitler did some really bad things, but I still love him. You know, it's like, nah, he's. He's burning in hell. Like that's that's the more the mentality. And so I just hate yeah. that. But like I, I do understand the sentiment of like loving people. Right. So there's a hard that is the, the, one. there's a there's a hard fence. No. That's not the right words. <laughs> <laughs> hard line. It, no, it's not a hard line. It's a hard trough. <laughs> it's he's building a moat <laughs> with a wall with a wall with a line and a trough <laughs> it, it's it's a hard thing to manage on how you like love sinners while hating their sin while also seeking justice but all that comes down to this isn't even a joke this is just straightforward how do we how do we support people who are doing sinful things and if you listen to to last week this is part two or two weeks ago last podcast if you listen to our last podcast this is part two of that and we're continuing on the conversation with how we should support those who are uh living in lifestyles of sin so welcome to part two you've got the dummies ben and jj Coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. So we talked about last week uh, an Instagram post of uh, of a guy with his boyfriend and um, discussed all that, and we're not even going to touch that particular situation i think we should just talk in more general terms here about people especially that's you know that's that's the big thing going around today is lgbt stuff and the one that's most in your face i mean there's a lot of sinful behavior but a lot of it's behind closed doors that we don't see but that one those are ones that are very in your face especially um and so uh, yeah we, we're just gonna have a discussion here on how how we support those people um and and try to keep those relationships open to have those conversations i think that's the one of the big parts is like have the relationship before you have the conversation exactly and i i think that's you know whether you're talking in person or online if you don't have that relationship for one your conversation is not going to go anywhere because they're yeah. not going to engage you unless they're, it's just to call you a fool and even if they do listen to you it's going to fall on deaf ears unless you have some sort of standing in their in their mind right uh to make those comments yeah, and I think I talked a little bit about that in my in the last pod, just about like my mindset, obviously, and I think relationships are huge in that instance. Are there times where I think not only me, do we all kind of screw up and um, maybe suppress the truth for the sake of relationships? I think that happens yeah, a lot, especially now, and I think we do need to be um, mindful Especially when the time comes to have the conversation. Right. But I think what's huge about that, though, is like the preparation, knowing what you're about to get into. Right. And I think where yeah. a lot of times where we start to struggle is 
we're not necessarily well-versed. Maybe we're well-versed in the topic itself or what we think, but we're not necessarily well-versed in how to communicate that or don't quite understand where that person's coming from, right? And so I think that idea of being like like to an extreme, like a desire to know someone so that you can figure out like what it is about these issues that these lifestyle choices that they're making, especially what we're talking about, what is it that um, is hitting home for them in that area? You know, especially with believers. I think that one's the hardest one because usually they're going to come from a background of knowing at least a little bit where you're coming from. So there might already be some, you know, defensive measures taken there. or They're going to already assume something, Um, which I think surprised me as I started encountering this more was the non-believers had a tendency, maybe it's just the way I approached it, um, good or bad, I don't know. Um, but it seemed that this conversation was a lot easier to talk with non-believers about than it was with believers. And it was because yeah. believers would put me in a box and assume that I was going to come at it from a certain viewpoint, which was true. And I do come at it from a certain viewpoint. However, I think what surprises people, and I'm not I'm not just speaking from like personal experience. I'm thinking I'm thinking of people who you know I kind of look after and kind of seek what what they do and like I, I try to model basically what what they're doing, especially with the way that they talk with people and create relationships. Um, and there is something about being like extremely real with someone, and that doesn't even have to be on a deep level. Just like the fact that you're there, the fact that you're yeah. hanging out, the fact that. I don't want to say participating because depending on where you're participating in might not be the greatest. However, being present um, and I don't want to say accepting in the sense of the issues, but accepting of them, right? And I think yeah. that, is, that almost goes back a little bit to what you're talking about earlier with like the hate the sin, love the sin, hate, or sorry, hate the love, love the, the sin, sin, hate the sinner, amen. <laughs> hate the sin. How'd that go? Hate the sin, love, love the, the sinner, sinner, hate the sin. Yeah, however that goes. Unless um, he's a jerk, then, you, then maybe the other way around, you know? Right. But yeah, like the uh, the love the sin or hate the sin aspect, if we're talking in that context, I 100% agree with that because at least on the front end, that's where you're going to find, I think that's where you're going to find your battle. You know, that's where you're going to find the majority of the hard work. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like sitting on, you know, homeboy's couch and he's going to bring up some issue and you're not yeah. even going to realize it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, here we go. This is my opportunity. And then you dive in, not saying that's how it always happens. Sometimes we wait for that opportunity to be that easy and it's not that easy. I mean, you seek those out more. Um, But at least in my experience, those doors, whether they're obvious or not, they do happen a lot. And that's all from building relationships, um, you know, listening, asking, you know, like I'm a big believer, especially in this topic. I'll ask, you know, my friends who are, you know, gay and lesbian, like how are their partners doing? You know, what are they up to? You know, what is it that they care about? not just them, but their partners too. And like remembering those things, you know? And I think those aspects, regardless of what we're talking about in the first part, I think that's all application stuff, you know, of how to really dig down to some, some issues. But I think this is the heart of it. And this goes beyond just the LGBTQ issue, but like relationships, especially in something that's so feeling based, so emotionally driven. Like if you can, if you can stand up as an advocate for them, not necessarily they may have at first associate you and you know what they like to do in their lifestyle with your support. But I think you'll find soon you'll be able to just by your lifestyle, the way that you talk and the way that you approach them in a situation is going to be for one different, but then two, 
you're gonna it's gonna be very quickly in their mind those two things are gonna separate right and you're gonna give yourself yeah. an opportunity to show a light in just a different way that they probably haven't seen right and i think i think there is a time to to um you and you speak the truth yeah. Um, even if you don't have the relationship, if you have some sort of authority yeah. over those people, and this is all assuming that like the sins we're talking about are not like uh, damaging other people in the sense of like, you know, we're not arguing that if we find out that some guy is beating his wife that we're like, well, we should create the relationship first. No, that's a whole different scenario. We're, yeah, exactly. We're obviously not 100%. talking about any of that kind of stuff. That's a yep. whole different scenario. Um, that's stuff that think, culturally we can all agree that is bad. Like there are more or less like yeah. there are policies in place you know whether it's federally or state like there there is a moral ground at least for now that states if you beat your wife you know the boys are going to show up and probably beat you up you know that's kind of like the right. code or but should even, be. even something that's not like illegal per se you know if it's sure. if it's hurting other people exactly then, then yeah. we're, we're not going to have the same um yeah Agreed. nothing too if you have, if you have authority over somebody um whatever that may be even if mm-hmm. it's just uh um well, without going into any example, like if you just if you have some sort of authority over somebody, maybe that time is like you just drop the truth bomb and let the pieces fall and see what happens. Maybe. Um, yeah. But I think as far as like building the relationships go, uh, I think part of it is 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 not ignoring uh, the sin, but not like focusing on it either. Because yeah, I, exactly. Because because generally we that's harder we don't said even, than done too. Right. For but sure. I, we we generally don't even know the sin issues going on in people's lives. Like. You you don't go up to you don't you don't meet a new guy and be like so uh, are you addicted to porn like yeah. you would never do that <laughs> and even if you knew that right off the bat you would not strike up a conversation or like condemn that you'd just be like what right okay well thanks yeah. for coming to Pizza Hut <laughs> like yeah you right. know um and so I, I we should never ignore sin but I think um if if we're if we're trying to build that relationship you you don't dwell on that. You don't focus on that at least like to them. Now maybe like in your mind, you're thinking like, that's, that's what I need to be working towards is, is being able to have that conversation. But like, like figure out if they're into sports, if they're, if they like your team, you know, that like just building relationships and like, like you do with anything with ever with anybody when this is not even part of the question. And, and like you said, those doors will open and, maybe you have to open the door per se yeah. like right. it's not always just going to present itself to you and like i know like they always talked about in sunday school you know like people will know you by uh, the way you act and that is that is true, true. yeah but that's not enough a right. lot of times some sometimes that will open the door for that conversation but you still have to have that conversation yeah you can't you can't just assume that you never have, like have to have those hard conversations yeah you know no matter how you act no matter how righteous you are nothing's going to happen if you can't have that conversation yeah. and some like sometimes that door is open and you walk through sometimes you got to push it open and that's going to depend yeah. on the situation um, but i think i think you can you can be loving to people like like you had said with one of your friends like you said something about uh you've got a, a friend who's gay or lesbian or something you said yeah, like yeah we uh, i'll have a beer with them every now and again or whatever and like something even as simple as that you know it, it's showing that hey like just because, especially if they're not, a, if, especially if they don't claim Christianity, right. Because there's a whole different mentality going on there. And like, quite honestly, there's a lot of things that I'm like, if I wasn't a Christian, why wouldn't I do X, Y, or Z? You know, yeah. like right. I wouldn't put up a fight against a lot of temptations. Like, why should I, right. you know, if it's not, if it's not quote hurting anybody else, yeah. 
why should I care? Mm-hmm. So if we understand that mentality in ourselves, then we can definitely understand it in other people. Now, when they're a Christian, it is much harder, a much harder thing to navigate because there's numerous layers of everything. But when they're not a Christian, yeah. there's there's so much that can be done there if if you're just friendly to people. Right. I, I heard a, a pastor say a while back that like if you wanted to really be into like Christian apologetics like 40 years ago, like you had to know a lot. And he said, yeah. like nowadays, you just have to not be a jerk. And that's right. like an apologetic in itself. Yeah, 100%. Um, and like speaking of that and speaking of opening doors, this isn't a, uh, this isn't JJ permission to go out and sin or anything. But I good think cap- honestly, good, uh, yeah, just to caveat. Good, good fine print there, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, but like humility is so big but i think so often we think of evangelism we think of other people's issues and other people's sins honestly like when i'm saying like being real like in a lot of situations it's being obvious about my own issues and what i think is right and wrong in my own life especially with i've I've found it pretty effective with like non-believers because they have no basis and it's like all of them are like oh wow you think that's wrong like oh and then i'm like you know i personally struggle with this and they're like oh you think that's bad you know like like going out and getting like blasted drunk, you know, half of my, most of my friends don't think that's a bad thing. Whereas I think yeah. it's a bad thing. And that alone gives me so many door openings for conversations, you know, just yeah. cause it's like, Hey, this is something I think is wrong. I obviously like don't handle it well all the time. And so this is something that I work through and they're like, wait, that's something to work through, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, but like exactly. when you're talking, but when you're talking with people, especially on really deep issues and things that, especially as Christians and Christians who if like you've grown up in the church and you're supposed to quote unquote act a certain way and everyone thinks of you a certain way. And like, you know, your parents talk about you and doing this and everyone thinks you're this great Christian to have that humility in situations with people that might be from that sphere and they're dealing with something you're going through life with them. And then you open up about something that is very deep that you're struggling with too that speaking of that taking that plank out of your own eye before you you know take issue with others i think it's that coming from humility whether you state that or not understanding where you are at too because some of the most some of the best people that i currently just like want to follow and emulate are people that are so free with the way that they talk about their sin and the way that they want to deal with it and like the passion that they have it's almost like you have to actually think about what they're saying because it's like this is an issue and we're dealing with this and it's like he's talking in the present tense but he's talking victoriously you know but he's also freely saying it like in front of his kids his wife his friends like all these people you know and it's like mind-boggling to me that people have that sort of humility to like in a present moment with a present issue big or small that they're just letting it happen for the benefit of you know the people and i think there's something to say about you know guard yourself you know, deal with what you need to deal with. But like, there is something extremely, extremely powerful about grace and the Lord using, you know, the ashes and bringing something out of that, you know? Yeah. I think what you just said there about um, guarding yourself, I, I know a lot of people who they would never put themselves into a situation where sinful things could happen. I guess we'll Mm. put it that way. Like I I know people who, who don't drink, who would like never step foot in a bar right and you know like if 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 there's a conviction there sure but like like who who's to say that rather than not going to the bar you can't go out for beers but not have a beer 
you know, sure. have a Mountain Dew. Like, yeah. Now I'm not saying like, yeah, you should definitely go to the strip club club with the boys so that you can be evangelistic. Yeah, no, obviously that's a different. But like, there's a lot of things where like people just don't want to even come. They don't want to come in contact with sin. Right. And it's not sinful to come in contact with somebody who's sinning. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at Jesus. Yeah. Like that literally surrounded himself with them, you know? Yeah. And I, I think back to the, uh, uh, the story, uh, where the, the woman with the, uh, the discharge touches his robe. Yeah. And Mm. instead of, instead of it making him unclean, it made her clean. Exactly. And that's, and that's That's obviously not, that's, that's Mm. not always the case. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe depending what it is, it's not a good idea. We're not Jesus. (laughs) Right. Yeah, but like we're not going to be able the, to handle every situation the same. But right. yeah, no, like I well, unless you listen to this podcast, then you might be able to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically the equivalent of touching Jesus's robe. <laughs> Thirty minutes—that's all you need. <laughs> oh my word! But I, I, I think that's a, that's a big thing is is being being there without being them. Honestly, yeah, is like. I, I, I just think that we as Christians tend to shy away from from sinful activity and sinful behavior so much that we don't even have that opportunity to um to be the light when it, it's the darkest or to be there when people hit rock bottom. Yeah. And you know, that can be that can be really hard to, to navigate and try and again to guard yourself because, you know, there's if you know, if you're an alcoholic, should you should you go to the bar with the boys and have a Pepsi instead? No, you probably shouldn't be at the bar at all. Yeah. But you know, you guys like you and me that aren't alcoholics we can do that yeah well i mean we can have a beer but <laughs> my, my point being <laughs> like we can, we can be there no problem <laughs> we, we can do that <laughs> sandy's baby let's go <laughs> um i think another thing too especially if you're going to have those conversations and even just thinking ahead to when those conversations might happen is actually like figuring out what the root of the sin is People like right. people people who are transgender, or think they're transgender. I guess if you want to more say it that way. <laughs> yes, that like, like that's a that's a sin. But like I'm saying, like there, there's people who have actually like gone through surgeries and stuff, and then there's people that are just like, oh, I, I am you. a woman, okay. you know, and like not like literally just a, a mindset. But like, is that a sin? Yes. But like the root cause of the sin is like an is either like an identity issue. It's a maybe a just a pride thing, a, a prideful heart in something like usually the sin that we see is not actually like the root cause i think you had said it on the last podcast about um oh no we weren't even on camera you were talking about like suppressing sin versus purging sin Mm. and like yeah if if you've got like a huge identity problem going on sure you can you can suppress the uh the manifestation of that but it's just going to manifest itself in a different way then and if you don't get down to like the root cause like yeah we can talk about why somebody might be gay but what's beyond that? Exactly. Especially again, especially if we're talking to somebody who claims Christian faith. Yeah. There's there's a deeper issue, and the, the deeper issue is what what we're going at. The gospel is not, uh, you know, a band aid for bad behavior. It's looking at like yeah. Jesus is looking at the heart. Exactly. And so if we're if we're gonna have these conversations with people, like we need to be looking at their heart too. Yeah. And and when you start when you look at someone's heart in that way you are naturally going to have more compassion, more understanding. You're going to want to ask questions because you're, you're trying to dig to what's down to what's going on. Yeah. And 
And you're never going to have those answers unless you actually ask them. So like it, just that alone is going to open doors because you're going to be interested. You're going to be asking questions. Yeah. You're going to probably like foster that relationship just by trying to figure that out. And suddenly you care more about this than you ever did before. Cause no, it's no longer a matter of they're doing a bad thing. It's a, you have a heart problem and I want to show you the way in the gospel to fix that. It's yeah. not about, it's not about your bad behavior. Yeah. It's about your heart. Yeah. I love how you put that. It's not about your behavior. Like that is what we're getting rid of. Like if you follow me, you're going to, you're going to find something that's much better than what you're dealing with right now. Or if you're non believer, yeah. then what you're chasing after right now or how you're living, yeah. like exactly. you're going to find like the whole point of the gospel and the whole point of grace is that we're chasing after something that not only replaces, but it completely trumps everything that we've seen, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I love that you brought up the suppression and purging thing, because I think so many, so many that I would say are believers, you know, that just from knowing them. And I would make the claim that in that growth process, they just never purged the sin and they, yeah. they weren't taught to. I think that was partly their fault. Like, I, I don't want to take the onus off of them. Um, yeah. And there's issues that I'm dealing with that haven't that aren't purged. And you have the issues that you haven't purged. Yep. But like when you have big things and big identity things, like the sin wasn't necessarily purged. It was just it was simply suppressed. And yeah. that's bad teaching. That's a bad view of um, the gospel. Um, you know, bad application. Whatever it is, a bad viewpoint of who God is. You know, I mean, that could be you can go down a whole bunch of entire podcasts probably about that topic um, on what that all that looks like. But I think that is. That is so crucial to understand when you're, I know that this just turned into an evangelism podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) like, I think that is so, you can, you can take all the lessons you want. You can do all the apologetics classes you could take. You could read the Bible as much as you want, which definitely do that. But at least in my experience and seeing people that I trust and have been kind of taught under like that humility is so, so, so crucial in evangelizing. And I think part of that humility again, starts with you and your own understanding of the gospel. And like, you got to understand how to, like what it is to purge sin, what it is to attack it, what it is to really go after. Cause what I think we'll find is that it no longer, the thing never ends up not becoming the sin. The thing ends up becoming Jesus. And we see how small and minute and silly that sin was in the face of what God is offering. Yeah. And that's what we go into those conversations with with others. And that's what we tell the LGBTQ community. It's not, hey, you're screwing up. It's like, hey, there's something amazing. What you're feeling here and what you're trying to live your life with here and what you're trying to fulfill, there is something over here. If you just come with me, if you hear me out or just watch me, I'll I'll do the hard work. Just chase after me. Hold on to my belt or something like and come for the ride. There's something so amazing that yeah. is going to fulfill everything that you're trying to fulfill right now. But I think in all of this, it's we we have to remember too. Like, yes, the ultimate. If you're if you're in if you have a friendship with somebody who's, you know, living a life of sin, yes, the the ultimate goal should be like evangelism and trying to show them, you know, the way to the gospel. And but that shouldn't be what like consumes our relationship if we're if we're constantly like in that mindset of like well that's what this whole thing is about yeah which i mean again like generally speaking like sure that's the overarching goal but if you if you've got a friend who's going through something like this 
that can't be like your mentality going into every time you meet them. You know, like if if you go out for lunch, you cannot be thinking like, how am I going to get this conversation? Yeah, in? you know, it's exactly, exactly. Like may, maybe there's a time where like you start to think that way because like it's like it's right there. And I just got to wait for like that. Yeah. F- for them to say the one thing that like gives me the foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I think too, I think too, Christians can often and you know you and me included like you get so kind of caught up in like a the greater picture that yeah. we don't see the individual frames exactly. and if we if mm. we don't if, if we if we focus so much on the end we never actually well for one we probably will never get there but yeah. there's sometimes like that journey is the point and so yeah. if we if if we ignore the journey it's probably like for one it's probably not going to end up right. going the way we think yeah and and we probably might lose the relationship in all that because you're you're internally consumed with something and so i mean honestly how how do you support somebody who's going through that like you you be a person you know like you yeah you 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 don't take part in their sin you don't accept their sin even you don't um encourage their sin in any way but you can still be a person to them and yeah. love them for mm-hmm. b- the imago dei, the image of God that they are. Right. And kind of going back to that intro, like, do we hope for justice? Yes. Do we um, hold to the fact that God will punish the wicked? Yes. Like that's to, to act like we don't want that in general is, is wrong. We we have to love people and and to fulfill the great commission. We'll, we're never going to be able to do that without relationships that we have. That's how you love people. You build those relationships without sacrificing truth. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I mean, literally. I mean, don't you don't have to look farther than Jesus and how he laid that out. Like, yeah, took the lowest and said, "Come with me." Yeah. And they went, and he showed them. You know that yeah. he never shied away from truth. He didn't point out these issues that they had. He said, come with me. Let's go do this thing together. You know, and eventually the, you know, whether it's disciples, whether it's, you know, the, the grander picture of the disciples who were following along, whether it was people outside of, you know, were people that came to him in his ministry, whether it's people, you know, after, you know, the kind of Acts time, then, you know, the new or the, uh, the new church, whatever it is, whenever people kind of came or now literally that framework of follow me i think when we talk about like when you talk about the great commission and um like that aspect of our faith like we're we're not just called to be disciples we're not just called to be you know believers we're called to be leaders also in that and dive into those moments and find people who are crying out and are wanting just they're wanting something bigger out of life and that's that's your opportunity to step in and it doesn't have to be a hey you know quit it you know you're sucking at life or stop sinning. It's a follow me, whatever that ends up looking like, you know, I think that's where the preparation on our, our end and our own internal, um, you know, whether it's coaching or repentance or whatever it is, learning that we have to do to prepare ourselves for that. That's why it's so huge because then you can go into a situation confident, whatever it is, especially the one that we're talking about and feel at least somewhat decent that the Lord is, that you're going to have the right stuff, the right tools to make it out and mm-hmm. be willing to have grace for yourself and learn through that anyway. I'm starting to ramble, but yeah, that's a that's huge. Well, just read your Bible. That too. <laughs> that's read big, your yeah. Bible and like learn and 
like read books like educate yourself yeah but like educate yourself in the practical knowledge and also just in the bible because if if you don't know anything then you're not going to get anywhere yeah ever yep well anyway yeah that's part two yeah i think we hopefully we did that justice and uh love to hear any questions you might have about uh about everything we said i'm sure there's some particular situations out there that probably don't apply at all to what we said somehow um so yeah. we'd love to love to hear comments and questions and uh um yeah listen to our outro send us send us questions we love love getting the, the tough ones cool see ya all right Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom.